welcome back to the podcast welcome back to but what's next with me michelle reed as you guys can probably tell when you see the length of this episode this is a really much longer episode so i'm going to keep today's intro pretty short i do these life advice episodes every month i would say i basically just ask you guys to send in your anonymous life advice questions about career stuff relationship stuff basically anything goes but I wanted to switch it up and have my sisters on giving their advice too because I think that they are all in different phases of life so it's just really helpful to kind of get some better insight from other perspectives and I also think this is just a really fun episode. It's really chatty, very conversational and we just had a really good time doing it so I wanted to switch it up from doing some more serious episodes even though a lot of these questions are serious but I still think it was a fun one if that is your style. I'm not going to have a life update section on this one just because I recently did a Q&A on my YouTube channel kind of sharing a lot of different life update questions so if you guys are interested in that it's just on my youtube channel which is michelle reed and that is pretty much all i have to say for this episode so let's just go ahead and hop right into it it is a very exciting <laughs> it is a very exciting episode today because i'm here with my sisters so i want to do a little you guys explain who you are how old you are you guys can tell by the voices since we all kind of sound a little oh, similar. Yeah. I feel like you sound, yours is more distinct. Your voice. Yeah. You can your tell voice got more lazy. Southern. Okay, Someone yeah. told me I have a Midwestern Wait, accent, you have though. to introduce yourself. Uh, introduce yourself. Okay. This <laughs> one, <laughs> bring it on. Wait, do I hey, go hey, first? Or do you want to go first? Introduce yourself. This is Jamie. And I was in another podcast with Michelle. I feel like I'm repeating myself. You both were. Yeah. Um, wait, what should I say about myself? How, How old are you are? I am 24 and I am the the lone ranger of the family. And I am, <laughs> it's me, myself, and I. I'm not married to anyone. <laughs> I feel like you're going to say I'm married you and have I have a Roxy. kid. Yeah. I Roxy. have, my child is Roxy, my dog. <laughs> She's 20 pounds overweight. <laughs> I just, just she told she's 20 pounds overweight. And I've got to make my voice sound better because I feel like it's going to be crazy. And But I'm just working full time and it's, mm, I'm about to hit my two years of working my job. So I'm just in the corporate world and mm-hmm. just making that moolah. And that's my life. Yep. <laughs> hey, Lindsay. I'm Lindsay. <laughs> my voice sounds like Jamie. <laughs> Um, and I am mom, I'm a wife, I have a two-year-old, almost three-year-old, and a baby on the way, that's a girl, we just found out it's yeah. a girl, Boop. and I'm also a photographer, so there you go, and I'm 26. Right yes. I so we are each, so long. I know, I, you're 26. I, really I, know, I forget, we are all two years apart. Which I think we are very close to and growing up we're very Mm. close which is why I wanted to do this life advice episode because I think we have different perspectives because Lindsay's a mom, Jamie... A friend of all. I feel like this is gonna become Jamie's the spot of the joke. No, you're a single gal working in the. And that's a lot of the people. I feel like I can relate to the single gals and also the girls who have gone through breakups. I'm there for them through that. Hey, we've been through breakups too. I have had my fair share. I can't count the total of all of us. We'll but just leave that number. I had you guys submit questions to my email that I use for the podcast. And so I'm just going to go through. We got quite a few questions. So I'm not going to be able to hit them all, but we're going to try. 
She says, so I graduated from college in May 2020, but mainly due to COVID, I didn't start my job until about a month ago. The time between graduating college and starting my job, I lived at home with my family. For the most part, we all really enjoyed being quarantined together, but I was slightly depressed since I was not working or in school the way everyone else in my family was. Once I got the call to start my job, I was so happy. I moved about two hours away and am now living by myself. Little did I know the transition was going to be and still is really, really difficult. I believe my transition was harder than the average college grad too since I had a year to be with my family rather than the quicker, smoother transition that most people get. I also realized that once I moved away, I was romanticizing the year that I lived with my family, even though I was actually really depressed and upset about not working. She says, between my recent transition and living with my family for a year, I've realized how important family is to me. I know that the next season of my life will be getting married and starting a family, hopefully in the next seven to nine years. During this post-grad period of uncertainty and extreme emotions, I feel like I want to speed up the timeline as if that will make everything better. So essentially, my question to you is this. How do I go about enjoying the season I am in, even if it seems like it's nothing but negative emotions? How do I avoid wishing that I can somehow speed up the season and get to the next simply because I assume everything will be better in that phase of life? So enjoying the phase of life you're in when you're kind of in like a transition period in between yeah i feel like jamie you can speak i know to yeah i feel like she's talking about me and my <laughs> summer when soul. i came home yeah. and i was like mm, did i write that <laughs> i don't know but i guess same pot i feel like i don't know i think for me like working out was always my outlet when i felt like i didn't have a lot of other stuff going on like it was the one thing where i didn't have to think about all the kind of confusing stuff and i could focus on but that's mm-hmm. kind of simple just to say, oh, go for a run. So Yeah, but to have something that distracts you a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, I think also like having your everyday um simple thing. They might be mm-hmm. they might seem simple. And I think especially after college, you're living this high where you're always around everyone doing the same stuff as you. That then you might think even just going to work out or just reading your Bible and then mm-hmm. going to work and just that stuff can seem really boring and like oh, I'm just going through a transitional phase until I get to this better season of my life. But I think also understanding that's really important are those boring everyday tasks, especially I think when you grow up and get older, even Lindsay probably being a mom, you probably think, well, all I'm doing is cleaning diapers and different stuff. But like (laughs) that's making the boring stuff that you used to think is boring when you're like 18 actually really exciting Mm -hmm. can really I guess changing your perspective too Mm -hmm. and that's been me like even having an an hour of slowness is at work is really nice so Mm -hmm. I can catch up on my notes on my phone or different stuff like that so I think changing changing your perspective but I think over time it will become more normal Mm -hmm. it's just and any transitional period it's gonna feel a little a little Mm -hmm. strange Mm -hmm. when it's not your everyday so yeah I think you said it right with the like the perspective aspect of it because I think a lot of times when you're in the thick of whatever season you're in it's really hard for you to be grateful for what God's doing in that specific moment whereas if you look back on the past and what you just went through it's easier to see it as like this sunshine like great period of time because now you're in the thick of a a new Mm -hmm. trial or Mm -hmm. mess that you're going through so I think it's okay to be grateful for that time that you had with your family because 
that was sweet time as far as a year being with your family that we don't take being together with family for granted because we love our family. Um, But now you get to work and you were very excited about working. So even Mm -hmm. though it's hard, um, just remember like you are in this, this certain season for a reason and the Lord is using you no matter whether you're with family or in a work circumstance. So just try to find the positive, I think. Um, when you're looking at the perspective mm-hmm. of what you're going through. Yeah. Yep. I think that's good. But it's harder when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one's on relationships. Oh, so geez. let's get into <laughs> it. Okay, Plot she twist. says, I've been really struggling with my faith and relationships recently, so I thought I would try and get some perspective on it from you and potentially your sisters. Mm-hmm. Ooh. There's this boy that I really like, and we tried out long distance for a few months after a bit of dating. He goes to school in Boston while I go to school in Toronto. But with the whole COVID situation, we don't really know when we will see each other. I feel like our relationship is great, and I'm so much more compatible with him than anyone else I've ever dated. The issue is he's scared of commitment, not in the sense where he's unloyal and goes around, but I think with how he was raised and his parents, kind of unsuccessful marriage he's scared of settling down he's scared that if he commits to a relationship he'll miss out on the opportunity to meet someone better oh i know no i think she just answered (laughs) maybe not wait let me finish i know that he really likes me and is aware that he needs to work on this insecurity but in the back of his mind a part of him always thinks that he might need to date more people to know more of what he wants or in his case meet someone better I just don't really know what to do in the situation, and I feel like recently I have been really doubting my faith, so I just don't know how to let go of my anxiety and trust that God will pave the way. Do I continue working on this relationship and help him work these things out, or am I just playing myself and setting myself up for more hurt in the future? Which I, okay, I think you'll about to say, drop. But also, when you're in love, sometimes you're, it's hard to... But I think, did y'all hear in college that you should like date around a lot and meet a lot of people i think that's advice that a lot of people get and sometimes like i mean i started dating aiden my freshman year of college and i know a lot of people would have been like like really well, don't you want to meet in her day and age mom yeah. it was yeah. more normal i don't think it's as normal for us because i think with texting and social media you can't mm-hmm. just go on different dates with different guys or they'll find out and they'll get mad about it but I think back in mom's day, she would go on dates with different guys, different yeah. weekends. So I, I've heard that, but I feel like it's not as normal. Mm. Yeah. I have now. I have high opinions of this one. <laughs> Do you want to give him your snaps? And okay. then we can go off of that what we Well, think. first of all, you can take this advice or you can leave it. Well, that should be all of yeah, it for all each this. one. So I don't want to, we don't know the full story, but um, what I will say is if he, if he wants to date around, that's great. For him, for yourself, you are going to be in a really hard mental state if you're constantly struggling and trying to overcompensate for his lack of commitment. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. But um, in that, if you are dating to marry, if you're not dating to marry, that's a different circumstance. But if you're dating to marry, this is not something that is just going to be a one-time thing, especially if he dealt with that in his family, too. Mm-hmm. He is going to have a hard time committing in other areas of his life, too. And then I would hate for you to be the girl that's insecure, because you're talking about how you're struggling in your faith, too. Mm-hmm. I would hate for you to be the one that's insecure because of this guy being in your life. So he could be a sweet guy and 
like a great friend to you, but I, I just don't, you want to be with somebody who thinks the absolute world of you and mm-hmm. doesn't ever want to consider dating somebody else because you are the bomb.com mm. in their eyes. And I don't know if you Not, felt that way with Aiden, yeah. but like once I started dating Ben, it was like donezo. Yeah. Like Ben is it. Ben's not going to go run around and try to find somebody different because yeah. I'm the one for him. Not mm. saying that. You know, yeah, we were just talking about but. this, how like there's this thing of always wanting to know if there's going to be something better in terms of like even your career or mm. like friendships or whatever. And you'll find, at least for me, I'm the most anxious when I'm always at and I'm not committing to things. And, like, you know, Jordan just got his job and is enjoying it. And, like, sure, there could have been something that was better. But once you commit, it makes it easier to go about life and be content Mm -hmm. in your life when you're just committing to things. Yeah. And I just don't think that's fair to you if you want commitment and he's not committing. At the end of the day – you guys should get what you want. And if he doesn't mm-hmm. want that, then I think you should let him know that it's not for you. Yeah. And I think when our mom was talking about dating around, she was talking about like going on a date with one person. You're not in okay, a committed that didn't relationship. Work out. I'm going to go date. I'm going to go on a date with another person. If you're in an actual relationship, I think it was definitely person, more casual. It's definitely different. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have a date with three Yeah. Else. See if there's something better out there, because that's emotional. I mean, I would be a wreck. Yeah. I think for me, my advice, based on my own experience, is not even looking at what he's thinking and and going into the details of it. But for me, I learned you can't make someone be at the same level as you are. And that gave me a lot of anxiety in my previous dating, was when you're trying to make someone be in the same maturity mm-hmm. level as you or in the same sphere sphere as you, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be impossible to try to get you. So a big thing for me now and who I'm searching for, I don't want to feel like I'm waiting for him to get to where I'm at. I want to feel like we're at the same level, which there's always going to be, everyone's going to have their different issues mm-hmm. they're dealing with. But yeah. I learned it needs to be you are committed with the big stuff, with your faith especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to feel like they are in my core. I'm going to be in their core when it comes to a certain level of maturity, uh, our goals and different stuff like that. And it get, it's you can't also in your own spiritual walk, it's going to be so hard to... Lady but anyways, I'll wrap this one up because <laughs> I don't even talk. But I, e- I just, equally yoked. Yes, mm-hmm. equally yoked. But I just... It's not going to help. I think I it's not worth sacrificing your own spiritual walk because even over your husband even Mm -hmm. over your kids that's the most important Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. Uh, that's probably controversial but for me I learned Mm -hmm. that is where I'm going to get my ultimate happiness is my own spiritual walk the Lord is is the number one priority in my life and so if a guy is going to mess with that then it's just you want to feel like he's he's attributing to your walk and you can attribute to his. And if it just feels like there's messiness and you know, when there's messiness, sometimes you get into the nitty gritty and you're like, well, is it, you know, that gut feeling of when it's not, Mm -hmm. then you just gotta, you gotta, it's not worth it for your spiritual walk. So I say, girl, you, you go Mm -hmm. on with Jesus. He'll show you the right way, but don't turn away from that because that's the Mm -hmm. most important. Mm -hmm. So. My cue is, how do you live your life without worrying about the opinions or judgment of people around you? 
What drives you to carry on? She says, I suffer with social anxiety and I find any kind of interaction with people really difficult. So I avoid situations where people can form judgments on me. She said, this is why I'm doing my third degree from home and I don't have a full-time job because I find it so hard to work with people. Thanks in advance. I mean, I will say out of the three of us, I used to be more introverted than I am now. I think I'm better in social situations. Mm -hmm. And especially doing YouTube, I've learned that you really can't control how people perceive you. You can only control your own actions and like who you think you are and then who you are in Christ in your relationship with God. What do you think helped you to kind of... I think it's one of those things where like interacting with people really is something that you have to practice at. And I just really believe when you're scared of doing something, you fear it a lot less when you keep practicing doing it. And so putting yourself in positions like I would just meet up with people who reached out to me. I meet up with a lot of my subscribers and it was really good for me to learn that People are generally really nice and good people. And even if it's not like someone that you want to be friends with or in your job, it's not someone that you love working with. It is still a job and it's just one of those things that you have to do. But I just learned that it's actually really fun getting to be around people Mm -hmm. when you're not actually scared about it and you're interested in someone else and you ask questions about them. And I feel really fulfilled now when I meet up with people So I do think it's just one of those things you have to put yourself out there. Like when you go to a new college or you start school somewhere new, you just have to put yourself out there and meet people. And I think when I was younger in middle school and high school, I was just so scared of putting myself out there, which is why I started my YouTube Mm -hmm. channel because it was my little outlet. That's never going to be as fulfilling as getting in-person connection with people. Mm -hmm. I feel like Jamie works with people yeah. more. I, I mean, Lindsay is a photographer. So she also well, works Lindsay with people. Is, it's yeah, a different – yours, I think, is more personal because you're, yeah. you're with these couples that they're literally – it's their wedding day mm-hmm. versus me. I feel like you're more the most important days mm-hmm. of their life. It can be mm-hmm. more intimidating that you're there with them. And then me, it's more of the casual, everyday relationship where I'm with these people mm-hmm. constantly every day. So I feel like it's different. Yeah, We yeah. could have different advice depending on yeah. what we do. I think, I think, um, as far as like social anxiety goes, I think when you walk into a room, well, first you have two options. You can either, um, give into that fear and stay at home and stay kind of like isolated, which I know this time is weird just in and of itself, Mm -hmm. but you can either isolate yourself and give into that social anxiety, or you can push yourself and, um, do like the scariest thing that you've ever done. And so... For me, I think those out of those two options, I couldn't live just like staying in my home mm-hmm. and being anxious. And it's harder for you because that's your struggle to mm-hmm. whoever wrote this in. But, um, but once you push yourself and you get outside to a social environment, I think that's when it's important to realize that everyone is self-conscious of themselves. Mm-hmm. So people are actually not thinking about you or making judgments about you as much as they are making judgments about themselves because mm-hmm. yeah. people are just We're selfish. just inherently <laughs> yeah. selfish. Um, yep. And I found a lot of like security in that, knowing that other people are more concerned with themselves. And then one thing my dad always told I don't know if he told y'all too, but he'd he always probably tell did. Me, I know what you're about to say. Because he's so social and he can mm-hmm. talk to a wall like... He He's not social at our, fan, at our dinner nights. He just sits Probably there. Probably because we talk so much. Yeah. Yeah. But he would always say, he'd always say, 
people love to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. So one thing that you can do is ask people questions. And that's I what's actually be my that's thing. my mm-hmm. that's my business model. When I'm doing photography. Um, I ask people questions about themselves, and they just feel natural answering questions about themselves. At answering questions about themselves. So mm-hmm. even if it's a simple. Um, what do you find the most joy doing outside of a work environment or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then hearing people like light up about what they love to do outside of work is just really fun to hear about. And all you can do, this is a social work tip, is say, tell me more about that. Like when people say it and they'll just keep going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And look, you didn't even have to share anything about yourself. You just had to ask a question. So that's my practical advice mm-hmm. is just ask people about themselves, even though it is very nerve wracking when you are shy or yeah. reserved mm-hmm. or struggle with social anxieties. I, I thought you were going to say when you were talking about dad, how he says everyone puts their pants on. <laughs> no, that's when you need to talk to someone really important. Yeah. Yeah. I, he literally treats everyone the exact same though. He's met really true. high up people and he treats them all the same. So mm-hmm. You don't yeah, need to be intimidated all, by people. They all no, put their pants on. That applies, yeah. I like how dad, we grew up with those sayings, and now we're literally like, the amount of times I say them, I used I to know. be like, oh, that's the dumbest saying. I know. I <laughs> now know. I'm like, Poor wait, dad. that actually is a good point. <laughs> I think now in the business world, you live for phrases like that. Like, that helps you. Like, that's inspiring. <laughs> That'll get me through my week. It's like dad uh, jokes. Yes. Dad jokes just get everyone. Dad has <laughs> yeah. so many. I could, I have like three off the top. I'm not gonna. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've had no. <laughs> I know. Okay. Via Lindsay is very thorough. Yeah. I, I say like two sentences. I'm like, and she has points. And that's it. Yeah. People say you Vince is a ramble too much. <laughs> but your rambling has a point. So people like the more so conversational podcast episodes too that aren't oh, so formal. Okay. So That's why I had you guys rate. on. <laughs> it is 525. Okay. okay. This one says, sending you this email for the advice episode. My question is how to stay confident in moments of doubt when you feel like you're behind in life. I'm 23 years old and I've never been in a serious relationship and this always makes me really second guess myself. Would you have any advice on that? I get this question so much. People feeling like they're 20 whatever age and they feel like other people are ahead of them. Yeah. And I just think we're all in our 20s and we're all living such different lives. Mm -hmm. And so it just goes to show that you don't have to be at the same place as someone else. And also... that's what's cool about the 20s is that mm -hmm. everyone is in different seasons. Sorry, you can go ahead though. No. No, You don't mean it. I was letting... I feel like you haven't... Uh, (laughs) Well, I feel like like she's... It's kind of... It's like more my season of life. Because I think it's a lot easier for me to feel behind versus Lindsay to feel behind and her like Lindsay's ahead well but it also yeah I think I think it all depends on what you're comparing yourself to Mm -hmm. or what you think because I think especially and I don't know if it's just American culture where it's the hustle I know you've talked about the hustle culture a lot where you always have to be ahead of yourself or you always have to be winning the next thing and I think what my mid 20s after I graduated I kind of did have that mindset and that's kind of why I had a season when I graduated I just felt like I lost all my community I had moved back home and everyone was married and everyone was in different seasons and I was like wait well what is is my life just this job from here on out I had a breakup right before and I was like well how am I gonna find anyone now in the corporate world and so I think for me it was actually being 
comfortable with the ordinary, I guess. Just mm-hmm. kind of like like what I mentioned earlier. I think I actually genuinely enjoy just every day. I think you also are more patient when you're not expecting all of these things to actually build relationship with people, to actually understand mm-hmm. who your boss is. And even church, Michelle came to church with me today. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because you quit focusing on what the next thing is for your life, you can have better relationship with people because mm-hmm. you you can sit down, you can take an afternoon to have a lunch with someone. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually, it's from the gospel standpoint too. I think it's what the more you die to yourself more and just mm-hmm. focus on others and not make it about your next accomplishment, and all these different things. I think it actually brings more life to your life. So I say quit comparing whatever mm-hmm. you're comparing or what you think the perfect thing is. I know a lot of girls, I think a lot of girls are seeing whatever's on social media and that's what they think their life needs to be. Cause I see all these girls, they have a house by the time they're 25 and all this yeah. different stuff. And I'm like, but and they're still are they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or are they truly happy? Are their roof falls apart? The shingles fly off. Yeah. That stuff's not on the social media. And I think with Jamie, with the church, cause I went and, visited with her church today and it was just so cool how close she is with all these people who she hasn't Mm -hmm. known very long but I think of how much time Jamie spends with these people like watching their kids and on a Tuesday night and I think it is like she has the space to do that because one she actually cares about other people she could be watching Netflix (laughs) and just watching romance well I did I went through one weekend where I just watched a lot of Nicholas Sparks and it's like "Mm, I wish I was married that is the goal I love that but I was at a church and I was like wow this is so nice that she's so close to all these people and I'm like oh man I wish I had that but I'm not over here spending the time on that so I do think it is nice when you have your priorities and then you actually spend time on them yeah well, I was going to say, um, Ezra loves Michelle, too, so Michelle, don't get offended, but um, <laughs> Ezra is my son, if you don't know. But, like, seeing Ezra, like, light up whenever he comes into the house, and he mm-hmm. sees Jamie, and he says, Jimmy, it's Jimmy. <laughs> or I can't tell if he's saying, chase me, or Jamie. <laughs> Probably both. Yeah. But, um, and it's just, like, a break for me for a second to have Ezra go play with Jamie. That's stuff that I... I need as a mom too. So it's like I need the single Jamies. I need the married Michelle over here who's running a business. Like I need, we all need each other in different ways. And mm-hmm. so um, you are like super valuable no matter what season you're in, even though you may not see it. So someone um, needs you. You just yeah. don't know it yet. Yeah. And then also another thing is I think a lot of people compare themselves to other people. Um, is don't compare yourself to other people. Compare yourself to yourself. So see where you were uh, like a year ago and if you have progressed in like your faith, if you've grown stronger in your faith or in your relationships with other people, like go get it, girlfriend. Yeah. Like you're doing good. Don't compare yourself to other people. Just compare yourself to where you were in the past. And mm-hmm. if you've seen growth, then you're rocking it. If you and don't see not- growth, then just... You know, work on yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't and there's definitely yourself. those years where you say, that was a wasted year. And I'm like, that's a year that I learned. You also, it's a, it was a learning year. You look back and say, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> but we're also human. It can happen. <laughs> Are you trying to find a question? Yeah, there, someone had one on roommates that I liked. And I'm oh, trying to find. Oh. <laughs>
This one will be a bit longer, so I apologize. My best friend, I'll call her X, and I met in college, and I have been roommates for the best part of the five years we've known each other. We were pretty different, but somehow complete each other to the point that our bond grew to be pretty strong over the years. We're known as the twins because we have the same birthday, too. Well, this past year, me and X got another roommate, a boy, who is my other best friend, Y. I get along with both of them, but X doesn't really give a chance to Y, and she straight up hates him now. She's away most of the time due to personal issues, and the apartment feels so much clearer and more positive when she's not around. Her dislike of Y puts me in the middle, and I don't want to choose between them. It just seems childish for people in their mid-20s. She is constantly picky about stuff like cooking and cleaning, and she wants everything done her way or no way. However, she pulled the last straw with accusing both me and Y of stealing a potato peeler of hers. (laughs) A potato potato peeler. peeler. Out of all things, why would they steal that? I didn't even know she had one to begin with. It's both hilarious and very, very frustrating. I am a Christian and being accused of theft really hurts. Regardless if you're a Christian, I feel like that would be <laughs> Any advice on how... accused a lot of sisters. You stole my shirt. You're not yeah, a Christian. Like oh, we, she's cute how I she ended like this. She said, any advice on how to deal with such a situation? Communication won't work on her. She gets very defensive every time we try talking to her about this. Should I just get her a new potato peeler? No. P.S. Congrats on the baby girl, Lindsay. Nice. Crying. <laughs> Emotional <laughs> pregnant. Lindsay right now is eating grapes. <laughs> I'm eating them like, the like how bowl. they would um, in those pictures. In the royalty. In the biblical times. That's yeah. what I was We've oh, all had roommate so stories. About this one. But what do you do if she's not a communicator? What is her solution? Okay. Michelle was pat. Michelle did not like confrontation, but you yeah. finally got to I confrontation. I have to, though. You get to a point where you kind of have to. Yeah. You got to do something. Oh, it's, it's so hard, though, when people don't communicate and don't compromise. It's like, I think when you're having a bad roommate and you feel like you're the good roommate, you always feel like you're doing everything right and they feel like you're doing everything wrong. And it's so hard to see the other person's point of view, but it obviously sounds like she's the crazy one. Now, they're best friends, right? Yes. Yeah, that's weird. But her other best friend is the other roommate. Yeah. I think she might be jealous of that relationship deep down, and that's why she has resentment. There's something. There's something. Do y'all y'all know whenever uh, it's a normally third. like a, a married relationship, but we had our experience with each other, too. But whenever mm. there's something going on deeper and you just get mad over the smallest thing yeah. and it's not about the toilet paper or whatever. Yeah. You put on the wrong That's way just what stuff. sets you off. If she's not going to communicate, mm. I think you just put, this is my advice, I would just... Take her out to breakfast or something. I've been watching the Dr. Delaney show, and he says to take him out to breakfast. What is the, the Dr. Delaney it's, show? He's with Dave Ramsey, and he does, oh, like, okay. life advice and stuff. He's, like, a therapist. But he says, whenever you have a confrontation with somebody, say, hey, I I would love to talk to you about this. Set a date to go get breakfast. Mm. People are normally happier when they have breakfast food in front of them. So you go, you sit down, you have breakfast, and you don't have to say, I didn't steal a potato peeler, (laughs) and like go off like that. But just say, hey, I love you, I Mm. love this part of your personality, like pick something genuine that you like about her, and then just say, 
hey, I just, how can we move forward? Do we need to set, like, house expectations or yeah. rules? That's something I did with my roommates um, the last year of my college, and it worked really well. Even like, when you're close. I feel like you have to do that even more when you're close. Yeah. And just, like, re- try to restart as far as house expectations. And then I think it's okay for you to guard your heart a little bit and just, like, not engage with certain, I don't know, tiffs or, mm-hmm. like... I don't know, passive-aggressive tones or stuff. Just, yeah. like, let it go by the wayside. Also, this is why you've, you're learning it right now, but this is why it's not the best idea to live with your best yeah. friends. It's sometimes uh-huh. better just to live with people that are, like, more of, like, your acquaintances. Mm-hmm. So if something does go wrong, you can just kind of go your separate ways. But if you're yeah. close to that person, yeah, oh, it's hard. Yeah. Okay, what's Jamie, your advice? Jamie Jamie, has nothing. Jamie's like, Jamie's like coming out. Oh, you I guys know me. Potato <laughs> Jamie is definitely the most confrontational I'm one. bad about, and I've been told this by friends, <laughs> but I like, they say you think you are in the right and I don't see the, the other side. I'm not very empathetic, I guess. I just think <laughs> I'm right in this and if you don't un- agree, then... That's that, and there's not going to be resolution. So, you but very similar. Though, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess me. I thinking back to also is she in college? Is this a college roommate? She said mid twenties. So. Oh, okay, okay. Because I guess I think back to like, and I I go into these like deep holes where I watch horror roommate stories on YouTube <laughs> about like a lot of this like horrible. Like, yeah, if you guys ever need something to do? <laughs> like, it's entertaining. Like, woke up and they had a knife. Yeah, them. yeah. Like they're crazy, and like where they like jack the heat up in the place, and like the girls like sweating in her bed. And it's awful. It's like oh, a little summer. Yeah, these girls are bad. Girls are the most mean. Yeah. But I guess me, I'm like if that. It would be one thing if she was, for the most part, a normal person. Mm-hmm. But I think also if it's a girl, Roxy, it's, okay. it's always when I'm talking. That's her. Let me in. She'll keep. Yeah, she oh no! I forgot that was down oh, there. My coffee. Uh, I'll get a towel. You finished. No, there's napkins here. But... Here, yeah. If it's something where it's coming from something else, like she just has some personal problems, like. Mm-hmm. People I've heard with roommates. There's nothing you can do to fix it. I think sometimes you think, what am I doing wrong? Or how can I make it better? But I think also just accepting they have some personal problems that they're just going through a season of life. That they're just not with it. I think Mm -hmm. understanding it's out of my control sometimes is going to be the best thing for your your mood, your attitude. So that's what I, I feel like. If it was me, I would be like... I'm going to go on with my life. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to completely ignore the potato peel situation because it's ridiculous. And I'm just going to go on. I'm going to keep going to my classes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep... So I think also stand up for yourself. I think sometimes nice people... Like I think of Michelle. Nice people always get stepped on and it's not it's not fair. And so I'm mm-hmm. like also the good people. I think sometimes they get neglected in the situation. It's always about the bad roommate or mm-hmm. oh, how do I change their mood? And I think sometimes understanding people are people and they go through mood swings and different stuff. So I think just standing up for yourself too. And just, I think sometimes a little bit of the silent treatment or does good for people. So that's my advice. How often are you peeling potatoes? I know. know. Well, I peel carrots a lot now because of cash. Sure. It's the one time I've ever really used my peeler. You took the potato peeler. I usually keep my skins on my potatoes. 
Next question. <laughs> like, you didn't want to speak to it at all, Michelle. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I, feel like I Lindsay did. Had good advice yeah, you get advice. One. Mine is honestly, I'm ignoring it. But that's good because there's different types of roommates. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's gonna handle it differently. I'm 22, and I have two older brothers who are both around 30, which means we didn't spend most of our childhood together. We are all totally different kinds of people. I hate to admit that. I don't really like them very much. I know this sounds weird to a lot of people because we were told from a very young age that family is everything and should come first, but I've never felt that connection with my brothers. All they do is constantly look down on me, comment on my body in an inappropriate and rude ways, like pointing out my cellulite, joking about my weight gain slash loss, insult me, brag about what they have, and I don't. They even started being like that with our parents, and whenever we hang out with our parents, there are lots of huge fights. And there's a lot of screaming and passive aggression. It's exhausting. I honestly dread family reunions because of them. How much do you think is too much? I know God asks us to forgive others quickly, but I feel like they've just been throwing dirt on me my entire life and I really can't handle it anymore. What do you think about cutting family ties? Do you think there is a way to repair a sibling relationship or does the bond have to come naturally? I know I read that question. It made me so... I can't imagine... I know our brothers are, like are older, but I wouldn't say we. I think I'm we closer with typical, y'all because we're sisters. But I feel like we yeah. had typical brother relation. It wasn't. I know some people are really close with their brothers, but I feel like our brothers. We knew they were there, but they are more. They chill. like doing like their. But it guy wasn't stuff. And like when we would get mad at them. It was like they threw football at us. I can't imagine like Derek something. saying. Jamie, you've really, or Lindsay, you've really yeah. gained, like, what? Yeah, that's, Girl. like, that's true toxic masculinity. That's I know, the it is. Because that could start it yeah. out so much. But that's, like, that is so harmful to your, like, your love for yourself. It sounds like, like when it's just her and her parents, it's because she said when the brothers come with the parents, that's when things break out, too. I do think there's a certain extent where it's family and you respect them and see them when you have to but i don't think you have to go out of your way to have a bond like i'm close with our family because we just had a really great upbringing and we're all close but i think it's okay if you have friends who feel like they're siblings like you don't Mm -hmm. have to have a bond with your siblings i'm grateful that i have that but i know not everyone does well, yeah, every- and going along with that, I think you can be closer to some people in your family more than others. Like, mm-hmm. you're just going to get along with some people over others based on personality. But if I were you and you're close to your parents in this situation, I would tell them, hey, I love hanging out with y'all and I really love our relationship and spending time with you. But it's getting, like, harmful and hurtful to mm-hmm. be around my brothers. I may need to take a step back whether that's like you you literally tell yourself I'm only going to be in this house for an hour and then I'm going to leave and then they'll start picking up it and they may make comments but I'm not going to say the word just <laughs> let them be just leave them because I feel like that is so hurtful and harmful mm-hmm. and that goes deeper than just like brothers picking on you like yeah. that's just actual rudeness mm-hmm. <laughs> they have some personal problems yeah it's obviously yeah. insecurity so I, I think yeah. you can pick and choose what what you're willing to put up with and what you're not because you're yeah. an, you're an adult too you're not a, you're not a teenager you're yeah. not like stuck in in the house like in this situation anymore maybe you're living at home but 
you can put up boundaries for your mm-hmm. own sake. Because mm-hmm. that's just, that is really awful. I think along those lines too, I think sometimes we're, we think we need to love our family. I, I think sometimes it's hard for us because we do love our family. And for mm-hmm. the most part, we all get along. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have our disputes yeah. every once in a while. But for it's it's a fun experience to be with the family. But I also think um, with that circumstance... It's okay. There's it's there's a difference between. Well, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess you can respect them and understand that's my brother and and I'm gonna love him regardless. But then there's also there's good to tough love mm-hmm. to be like I think it's which I've talked about this before with sometimes. Trying to just constantly be kind and just ignore it is not going to do anything good for the brothers. So I think sometimes they're used to having you as their punching bag. So I think sometimes removing yourself from the situation is the best thing that you could do for them too. And maybe down the road, even if it's years down the Mm -hmm. road, maybe they will be redeemed and someone else will expose that problem that they have within themselves. Mm But to if you have to prioritize yourself too. Or you're just, you're not going to be able to defend yourself because you're so exhausted from the insult. So I think also using, using discernment with mm-hmm. what, how should I approach this? Mm-hmm. When do it, when's the time to get myself out of that situation? And I think it might mean a lot to them to be like, no, she's, or your parents say she's not going to join anymore. And yeah. I think that might also be like, wow, my words really do hurt. Maybe a little bit of silence. I Me, mean, I'm a big fan of silent treatment, a little bit of tough love. And it doesn't mean you don't love them, but it's, I think that's sometimes you gotta, yeah, prioritize yourself. So. Yeah, because she said at the end the thing about, like, as a Christian, we should forgive. And I think that might be because I talk about forgiveness on my channel a lot. But that doesn't mean that you just be complacent when people are yeah. actually not using yeah. their words for good. I know yeah. I hate when people use things in the Bible in this way where it's like, obviously, these people There's are really weighing on your spirit. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you have to forget the things that people always say. It's more forgiving for your own conscience, so it's not weighing on you. But that doesn't mean you have to keep putting yourself in the situation. Mm-hmm. But I know you, it's hard. You can also, if you're, like, super nervous to confront them, because I would be too if I had mm-hmm. older brothers that were doing that, you can, this is going to sound cheesy, but write a letter of everything that was hurtful that they said to you. Just write it down and say, hey, this made me feel really uncomfortable, this hurt me, Um, and then pray about it and actually forgive them for that, even though they haven't asked for forgiveness, because that's not what we're responsible for as Christians. We are just responsible to forgive, even if people don't ask for forgiveness, which is hard. Um, But forgive them. But that doesn't mean that you have to continue putting up with that behavior moving forward. So you can forgive what happened in the past, but then change your boundaries moving forward so that you're not getting hurt over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And also when you write a letter to somebody, it's like a physical piece of paper that they can come back to and remember like, goodness, I, they can read it multiple times. So it's not like just like words that just get forgotten when you speak them out loud. So if you write them a letter, every time they look at that note, they're going to think they'll either throw it in the trash or they'll think, yeah. you know, that you that can't control really what they will do but you can yeah. say this is what i did whatever's in your control yep. okay this one's a little bit more like serious encouragement no this one's like a health issue it's like a health thing 
you're also pregnant, so you got an excuse. But Again. still. I had just found out that I have to go see a heart specialist at the age of 25. Mm-hmm. I'm confused, scared, and I go through some dark days. I was hoping you or your sisters might have some advice on how to cope with hard news or an unknown waiting period. Overall, I feel peace that it will all be okay, but I keep feeling that I'm too young to have these health issues and I just don't know how to feel. Anything would help. I would say first, it's lucky or not lucky. It's you're blessed that you figured it out so early. I think that's something to be Mm -hmm. thankful for and to give you some hope in it too because I think a lot of people have heart conditions and they don't know it until they're in their 40s and that's when it gets worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But as far as encouragement goes. I I think for me, because we we talk, we like do scenarios at my church and we'll talk about a bunch of different ways to encourage people. Mm -hmm. And we actually talked about someone who would have an illness um because we were talking about how to use scripture and tie it in but um with that I think sometimes you can so easily become this might be kind of a hopefully this is an unloving way to address Mm. it but I think in a practical sense you can become so inner introspective and become so focused on self and I have all these problems and I think sometimes the best way to go about it is to pour yourself into others and still focus on what can I do, not as a distraction, but to mm-hmm. not completely become, because I think sometimes the worst thing you can do is just get in your own head and just be thinking. For your so health. I think, yeah, too. for health too, where you're just saying, okay, am I just counting down the days till mm-hmm. something happens? So uh, we are just talking about not forgetting to still love on others and be in service to others. Cause I think the best thing you can do is to say, I, people still need me regardless of where I am in life. Cause I think sometimes people in hospitals, they hate so many people always having to help them that they want to, they want to still feel like they have talents, they have treasures, they have ways that they can give. So I think in a practical sense, also, I think because of my season, I went through I just like froze and just was so like oh, I can't do anything that I think the best thing is to still get up is to still be around Ezra and play with him and just sometimes the most practical thing of getting up going to get food with someone trying to live on like it's still normal life mm-hmm. um can be helpful but mm-hmm. I'm also very much a practical business type person that I feel like I'm not very good about the emotional side of it. Maybe that's more of you. Lindsay, you're the social work type. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I think I would just like be like, I'm not going to address it. I'm just going to keep on going on. <laughs> Suppressing your emotions. But I also, just the thing is, that. I feel like, I don't know if she's a Christian or not, but I think I'm the type. I know where I'm going if something happens mm-hmm. to, and I'm. But she may not be dying. Like, yeah, I mean, this is, this is, um, advice from somebody I was talking to this week, but when, when you're going through health stuff, you just take it one thing at a time, like take it one appointment at a time. Don't think like your heart is failing and you're going to have to have like heart surgery, which you may, I don't know the, I don't know the full situation, but taking it one appointment at a time and saying like, all you can do is cross off one checkbox at a time to try to figure out the issue um, for me, I, this is small, but when I was in college, I was having a hard time breathing at one point. 
Um, and I went to the doctor and they, they basically just said, you have really low blood pressure and your heart rate is really low. So just go get it checked every once in a while at your local CVS. And, and that's all they gave me. And then it was fine. Like I grew out of it and it ended up being fine. It didn't, I still, as I'm pregnant now, I have a hard time breathing because I have really low blood pressure apparently, but um, but you just take it one step at a time. If I would have thought in that moment, oh my goodness, like my heart is going to fail and stuff, mm-hmm. that's going to give you a lot of anxiety and not allow you to conquer that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just take it one step at a time. That would be my advice. And then also know that God has put you in this trial for a reason. So like Jamie was talking about, you may not even know the nurses or the doctors that need encouragement around you and maybe God placed you there to be a light for them mm-hmm. in a way that you wouldn't be if you were just in like the normal work office field or whatever. Yeah. Like he may have a plan for you that's greater than just you're having heart struggles. So try to see like the light in it, even mm-hmm. though that's really tough. My hair like started falling out really bad in March and I flipped out when it first started mm-hmm. happening and I think that literally made it fall out even more because I was so stressed Mm. and it was like I was getting married too. So there's just a lot of life changes and I felt like it got better the minute I stopped worrying about it. And that might even be in my head. It might not have gotten any better, but it just doesn't do any good for your body, especially to sit and worry about it. And I know it's hard when it is scary, but I think about our mom. She got hit by a car jogging and flipped over a car like pretty much was an entire miracle that she's still alive and she could have had such a hard recovery and it was hard a lot of it the stuff she went through but she's such a person who likes to do the things that she likes to do that she was kind of up doing everything a couple of weeks later and obviously you should give your body time to recover but I think that her recovery went so well because she wasn't focused on you know, her body and what it couldn't do anymore. So Mm -hmm. she was frustrated with things, but she kept going. So I think the perseverance, how do you say that? Perseverance. (laughs) Perseverance. Perseverance. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to make this the last one because Lindsay's got some business to do. (laughs) She got got some some money. Okay, so the last one, this one's a little bit longer. So this one's a relationship one. It's a little spicy. spicy. She says, I'm 20, and I've been dating my boyfriend for two years, who is 22. We've been best friends since I was 14, and when I was 18, after many years of pushing me in a loving way, not a creepy way, we started dating. He is my best friend, and I couldn't imagine my life without him. He loves and points me to Jesus, loves both his and my family, and has been nothing but kind and compassionate throughout our relationship. However, as I'm currently finishing up university next year, people around us have really started asking about engagements, etc., Both me and him have always said we would rather wait until our mid to late 20s to get married as people in Ireland tend not to get married young, also for financial. I know, isn't that cool? Also for financial reasons. It's just not in the picture right now. However, my boyfriend is someone who comes from a very small coastal town, and when I mean small, I mean pretty much everyone's related, and does not want to ever leave. He wants to live very simply, raising a family, serving in church, and working in the shop he has worked in since he was 16. I, on the other hand, have similar values of raising a family and having a simpler life. However, at the moment, I'm currently studying law and want to have a career while raising a family, and I'm not keen on living in such a small town. 
To cut a long story short, we want different things in the future, and yet he truly is the best guy I know, and I love him. What do you do when you love someone? Marriage is far off, but questioning if a what if in the future is enough of a red flag to end things, even though I really can't imagine my life without him. I don't think this one is as simple as the just cut things off kind of thing. I do think it's good that you're having those conversations, though, now, because that stuff does matter. But I do think also, Lindsay can attest, but there are a lot of financial things that do come with getting married and i think it's smart that you're <laughs> what what is that she's getting old her joints are hurting okay sorry i hate that when you, you lose your <laughs> oh, God. so i think it's smart that you're wanting to look at those things and you're also still young you're 20 so it's not like this is something that's gonna happen in the next couple of months or something but I don't know. No. Yeah. I think... I know, Roxy Michelle's like, I'm done. <laughs> when your train of thought is cut My legs are wet sweating. I'll try to keep mine short. But I think when you get married to somebody, you're going to have to compromise in many areas. Small areas, big areas. But especially with the living circumstance... I never thought I would live 10 minutes from my parents. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you're going to end up living in that small town. But um, I never thought in a million years I would live close. I always wanted to move away to a different state and not be close. And then look where I am now. So I think you can take it one step at a time. And maybe you're living the career life being like a bad A lawyer for a couple years. And then whenever y'all decide you want to have kids or you know, expand a family or just move closer to family, then you can have another season where you live in that small town and move back. I mean, you just, you never know what God's going to do to your perspective and in different seasons of life. I mean, Michelle and Aiden, I thought y'all would be like the power New York couple and then they're living, they're still power couple, but they're in Dallas now. And Life's so, pretty chilled. <laughs> and then got cash. Yeah, I got cash a dog. Mixes things up. So but. anyways, don't like doubt the season that you're in and just take it one step at a time. And you don't yeah. have to have your whole life plan like secure before mm-hmm. you get married. I think the biggest aspect of knowing if this partner is going to be good for you is if y'all both are willing to meet in the middle on things um on stuff like that that's like not like foundational yeah you know yeah because then when you get married it's like you trust each other and rely on each other and you make decisions together Mm -hmm. i and i think that his perspective would change on wanting to live in this small town for the rest of his life and maybe yours will change too Jamie, oh, okay. I might have to. Oh, it's okay. When you have fun, go, go. go. Uh, this is all I'll say, but I feel like twenty is so different than like when you're like twenty-five or thirty. In the way that I think sometimes you can think so into all these big life decisions when you're twenty, but I think also time goes by slower than you think and I think sometimes you think you need to have it all figured out at 20 because I remember I had conversations like that with boyfriends like oh when we get married because that's just a Christian thing like you're always talking about marriage like you're dating for marriage but it was like I laugh now to think about some of the stuff I talked about because (laughs) I'm like things change and sometimes Mm -hmm. you can think you need to have it all together at 20 years old and now I look back at when I was 20 and I was like 
I did, I'm not doing half the stuff that I thought I would be doing, but I'm still happy and I love life. So I think also having an organic perspective about life. And even if he thinks that's what it's going to be, he might be surprised where he is five years mm-hmm. from now. So just have patience with them. They might see that way, but to be like, oh, things might just understand timelines mm-hmm. change and things can change. So yeah, that's not, I don't think that's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to have y'all on more. Y'all have good perspectives because you say stuff that I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. But then when I'm alone answering these, I'm like, hmm. And I I feel like I don't have enough to say. But then I'm like, you guys have such good advice, too. I'm like, I don't even need to say anything. We're just having such a loving ending. All these people are sending questions to you. That's why you have to have at least one person in your life that you can come to for answers. Because they'll tell you. You're being ridiculous. It's true. Lindsay's or... bun looks really good, too. I literally <laughs> told her that. You look really cute. Oh, thank you. And that is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed getting to hear some different perspectives from my sisters. I know it was very fun. We have a very different dynamic when we're all together versus when I'm solo on this episode. So I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're there or subscribe if you're on Spotify or Apple. Again, this podcast is just something that I've almost been doing for a year, so I appreciate all the support so much. I appreciate all the listens, and it just means the world to me that I get to do this and that you guys even submit questions for me to answer. I just am so thankful for you guys, and I hope you guys have a great day or week when you're listening to this, and I will catch you guys in my next episode. Bye, friends. (laughs) 